Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for, what is it already, the 3rd of June? No, the 4th of June? Yeah. Friday, June 4th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, that constitution for the United States of America, that is indeed our guide. And yes, indeed, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We are LibertyRoundtable.com, syndicated by LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale of liberty everywhere you go. Incredible talk shows around the clock on LovingLiberty.net. Donate liberally today. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, most importantly, there are incredible talk show hosts around the clock. C.L. Bryant, Kate Daly, and a bunch more. Beth Ann and uh, Sam Bushman live with Liberty Roundtable. Uh, all kind of things are happening. Now, listen, there are events galore this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. I am live from South Dakota. I am in the beautiful Rapid City just outside of Mount Rushmore. Uh, Black Hills territory, if you will, and I am live from the Red Pill Expo now. We're sitting at a table inside the beautiful venue, uh, wonderful, nice hotel right across the street. Uh, Bison is available on the menu. What do they call that? The Bison Golden Nugget. Thank you, Zach. Bison Golden, what is it? Golden Bison? Say it loud. The Golden Bison is the name of the restaurant here. Anyway, it's just phenomenal stuff, ladies and gentlemen. When we came into town, a very small, a tiny, surprisingly tiny airport. But what a delightful place to come to. I'll tell you right now, as Red Pill sets up and kicks off tomorrow, Saturday, and Sunday, all day. For now, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, we're taking America back. One heart, one mind, one issue at a time, faith-filled Friday, ladies and gentlemen. You got to dig that. So two hours ahead, live from redpillexpo.com. And ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have a chance to be here live, go online and get yourself one of the uh, online subscriptions. And you can literally watch the proceedings from inside the venue right from the comfort of your own home. If you can make your way down to Rapid City, South Dakota, we are here live. It takes a ticket to get in, redpillexpo.com. But we would love to see you here. Uh, all right, we're also covering another event that's happening down in Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, this event is for the USS Liberty. As you know, there are survivors from that horrible attack back in 1967. Uh, that was the year I was born, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you right now, the American people need to know the truth on this. And there's been people working at telling the truth about this for literally decades. And God bless I repeat, God bless every one of them for their uh, defense of America, for their truth-telling throughout the decades. Many of them survived, and thank heavens they did. Believe it or not, we have the president of the USS Liberty team on the line with us now, straight from their event kicking off in Florida now. Larry Bowen, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you very much. We're, uh, we're here celebrating 
the uh, 54th anniversary of the uh, the attack. It's not a celebration um, for the. It's more of a commemoration, itself. isn't it, sir? It's more of a commemoration of life for the 34 men who lost their lives. We uh, we the crew remember them for uh, the ultimate suf- sacrifice that they uh, they gave. Our, our government never gave them any kind of formal recognition. So we, the crew, recognize them every year. Uh, and we uh, decorate their gravesite um, on June 8th. Uh, this year, uh, like I said, this is a 54th reunion. Uh, and we're doing it a little bit early. We wanted to do it last year, but because of the pandemic, we, uh, we had to postpone it. But uh, the crew's here in Pensacola. We've got a, a pretty full schedule, and uh, we're, we're all getting up in years. Uh, I was a 21-year-old sailor back in 67, so I'm 75 now. And uh, all of us, uh, we're really looking forward to this trip. So, uh, And I thank you for uh, having us on air this morning. All right, let's talk about where are you guys exactly, what's happening, who's invited. Give us the deets on it, will you? Um, we're over on uh, North Davis Highway at uh, the Holiday Inn Express. Uh, we're going to have uh, some guest speakers. Uh, uh, Mr. Hunan, who wrote uh, Operation Cyanide, which is a book that uh, details a uh, scenario that would have had a a submarine over in the Mediterranean uh, about the same time that we were over there with a, uh, well, that particular scenario would have had them uh, involved in the war part as well. Um, But all in all, it would have been a false flag type of operation, just like uh, the operation that uh, involved us. Uh, as you probably know, we were attacked by our ally Israel. Uh, they claimed that it was a mistaken identity, but it was a coordinated attack by uh, three joint forces. Their uh, uh, their jets, then a, a group of napalm jets, and then uh, patrol boats, uh, torpedo boats that uh, came out, so we got hit by uh, rockets, napalm, and torpedoes. And uh, only one torpedo out of the five that were launched actually hit the ship. But it killed 34 sailors and uh, ended up wounding 174 of us out of a crew of 294. That's over a 70% casualty rating. and most of the American public don't know anything about it because our government covered it up and the Israeli government covered it up. Uh, but if anyone wants to hear any more about it, it's, like I said, it's here at uh, North, uh, North Davis Highway at the Holiday Inn Express. We're going to be showing a four-part docuseries on Saturday and Sunday morning starting at 10 a.m., um, that docuseries was produced by True News, and it's a true story of what actually happened that day. It has uh, 
us survivors actually telling exactly what happened from our own mouths. All right. Now tell me when you say you're at that highway, what town is it? I'm sorry. What was that? What, what town is it in the event? Oh, it's in Pensacola, Florida. All right, so it is Pensacola. I just wanted to make sure of that for some of our remote listeners that may not know where that highway is. So the their oh. USS Liberty survivors are having a commemoration. It's the 54th commemoration. Uh, I'm literally calling it a day of healing is way, the way I want to refer to it because it's not a celebration of what happened. It's an acknowledgement of is what the survivors really want. They want to have an acknowledgement that it did indeed happen, as they claim. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't a misfire. Uh, the, the cover-up is unjustified. We need to come clean and be candid and know all the details of what the United States government knew. And the problem that we have is they're still withholding information. Even though we have the truth because survivors were there and can give you a play-by-play, that's wonderful. But what we need is the government to create the ultimate accountability by admitting the wrongs, being transparent about the reality, uh, and then giving true healing uh, with honesty and transparency. Is that what we're after, Larry? Yes, absolutely. And we've been after that for the past 54 years. And uh, we're going to continue to pursue that uh, for as long as us survivors live. Uh, last year, the board uh, opened it up so that our uh, uh, like our sons and daughters and, and other relatives can actually join the board and carry on our traditions uh, even after our survivors are passed on so that uh, we can keep the organization going forward and still searching for the truth. Uh, some of the major government organizations like the NSA and CIA um, still refuse to release documents that was verified that it was, in fact, um, a, a cover-up on the part of our government. All right, now I want to make sure people know really what we're talking about. There is a USS Liberty Veterans Association, and that's what you're the president of, correct? That is correct. And the website is what, USSLibertyVeterans.org? That, that is correct. All right, now this event, is it all weekend long, or is it today and tomorrow? Give us the details of exactly when and what and who. It's, it's all weekend long. <clears throat> we're, okay. uh, we're here today, Saturday and Sunday. The, uh, the film is being shown Saturday and Sunday morning from 10 until noon, uh, both days. It's a four-part series. So uh, it's, it's a little about, I'm going to say, four and a half hours total. So you'll see the first two segments on Saturday and the third and fourth segments on Sunday. Um, and then we've got other activities going on for the crew during, uh, during the weekend as well. And then uh, Sunday, or Monday morning, we'll be departing the area. All right, my friend, I got a little break. Stay right there. Don't go anywhere. If you have anybody else you want to jump on as well, another witness to jump in, that would be great. Uh, Otherwise, I'll get some of the details, and we'll come right back and finish up with you, Larry. Larry Bone with us, ladies and gentlemen. He is indeed president of the USS Liberty Veterans Association, USSLibertyVeterans.org, on your radio. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. The Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking to Larry Bowen, president of the USS Liberty Veterans Association. USSLibertyVeterans.org is the website. They're, uh, they're experiencing their 54th commemoration of the event that took place back in 1967, a tragic event that the government has flat out never blatantly admitted to. Uh, they've given some compensations, and they've manipulated and admitted little tidbits, but not really. Larry is a USS Liberty survivor of the Six-Day War massacre, if you will. Um, and the Liberty Veterans Group is revealing truth about what happened there. Truth about the Israeli attack, ladies and gentlemen, from a I was there first person reality check. Uh, how many survivors are uh, alive right now, Larry? Uh, we've got about 136. All right, there so how many men were killed? Go ahead, sir. Initially, and and we've lost about another hundred since then. So, so thirty-four killed at the time. A hundred have passed away since, and you've got one hundred and thirty-six alive, telling the truth today. Yes. And uh, are there men that are not willing to tell the truth, or not willing to speak out, or is everybody to a man speaking out? Well, we were told initially never to talk about the incident. Um, we were threatened with imprisonment, fines, or both. And, and so many of us just didn't say anything at all. Uh, 
And when uh, when Jim Ennis, a uh, Navy lieutenant on board the ship, wrote his first book, um, and I believe it was 19... 1980, that kind of opened up the floodgates. Um, and then, then other members of the crew started writing books. Since Jim didn't get put in prison and he didn't get uh, fined and there were uh, no other problems or it didn't appear that there were any other problems. But, uh, so... All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. What can the American people do? I don't know that the government will ever admit to the truth. They haven't even admitted to JFK for crying out loud. So there's all kinds of false flag operations, Larry, that we just can't get the government to be clean on. I had hoped that Donald Trump would release a lot of truth on this, but he really never did, did he? Uh, Larry, Donald Trump didn't release any information like we had hoped either, did he? No, and you know we we thought there was a possibility that we would get some uh, some traction there uh, with his son-in-law um, trying to work uh, a peace deal over in the Middle East, but then um, that didn't work out either. I actually wrote uh, wrote several letters to uh, to the president um, and never got a response. Uh, so, um, so what's, and that, that's the typical reaction from any, uh, any of the congressmen or senators or, you know, any of the official offices that we've, uh, attempted to get any action through in our government. Um, they just clam up and, you know, either claim no comment or say that the Navy uh, Court of Inquiry that was conducted shortly after the incident uh, was was the only official action that was going to be taken by our government, and and that was that was a quickie Court of Inquiry. It was done within the first week, um, and that was that uh, was a whitewash. I mean, it was declared by President Johnson that it needed to be in in line with what Israel was saying, that it was a mistaken identity, and that was the finding of the board, and um, that's the way it ended up. So we've been fighting an uphill battle ever since. All right, and we're calling this then, Larry, the 54th annual day of commemoration a day of healing in pensacola florida right now right yes is the event free i'm sorry is the event free yes yes it is all right free event going on all day is the best place for people to learn more about what's happening uh, at the USS Liberty Veterans dot uh, org website. Yes, and you'll have veterans here that are available to answer, you know, 
questions firsthand. Excellent. Do you have any other uh, veteran that wants to jump on the radio with us and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, their experiences? Uh, no, most of them are eating their breakfast right now. So uh, I, I tried. I understood. I looked around and asked. Look, and, I understand. Let me ask you this question. What do you think that Americans can do to help with the cause, to help with the healing, to help with the commemoration? What can we, the people, do most for uh, those who we care about that we don't want to be forgotten. Like, I do care. I don't want them to be forgotten. I love them. I'm grateful for their service. I'm grateful for their truth-telling. Uh, but at this point, 54 years later, I don't know what I can really do, right? And I don't mean that to be negative. I mean that to be um, healing, to say, hey, what we want to know what we can do and how we can best help. Larry? The, the biggest thing is to to tell people about the Liberty Veterans Association and the the incident, the attack, get get the truth out. Um, that's that's one of our primary goals. That's that's one of the goals that we set when we when we first uh, organized in 1980, um, and we wanted to uh, we wanted to find all of our fellow sailors and. Uh, we haven't located all of them. Some of them kind of went in the, you know, I'll call it recluse mode um, because they didn't, you know, they were just shell shock. Um, and I, one of my buddies, is, uh, he left the country. He just couldn't take it. Um, so... And I talked with him just about a year ago, and uh, he's, he said he's probably not coming back. That's, I tried to get him to come to this uh, this reunion, and he said no. So, uh, and he won't come just because he's uh, too distraught about the war crimes that were committed. Is that really the deal? I mean, it's just too overwhelming. Well, he's. <clears throat> I think. Like like me, he um, he's probably dealing with uh, PTSD, uh, post traumatic stress syndrome, and uh, everybody deals with it differently. And his his way of dealing with it was to just block everything out and. Live, live in the wilderness, um, and that's that's one way of doing it. Um, once I found out what I had, I I went out and seek professional help. So, and really, one of the issues here, Larry, the biggest issue is that we've never really had a proper congressional investigation of the act right that is that is true but because of the length of time i i really don't think that we're ever going to get that you know we've pursued it and pursued it and uh, i i just don't think it's going to happen 
And sadly, you may be correct, Larry, but we got to keep pushing on it. We got to keep working on it. We got to keep advocating for it. We got to find somebody that will take our cause. We never give up on truth telling. We should never give up on transparency. America, the land of the free, owes it to those who serve their country so well, sir. Thank you so much, Larry. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you very much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. We're talking about Larry Bowen, president of the USS Liberty Veterans Association, USSLibertyVeterans.org. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Back in March, former CDC Director Robert Redfield said he believed the COVID-19 pandemic originated in a Wuhan, China lab. Dr. Fauci at the time said Mr. Redfield's opinion does not make biological sense, end quote. Now we're learning State Department leaders were told not to pursue an investigation into the origins of COVID-19 as U.S. tax dollars were being used at the Wuhan Institute where the virus may have escaped. Thursday, Senator Joe Manchin, the Democrat from West Virginia, says he does not yet support Democrats trying to go it alone to pass an infrastructure package. Manchin made it clear that he wants talks between the White House and Republicans to continue. A SpaceX rocket blasted off Thursday en route for the International Space Station with a supply of squid, toothpaste, and avocados. In fact, 7,300 pounds of supplies should arrive Saturday. This is USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. NASA is planning space missions to red-hot Venus. Dan Naraki from the Ohio USA Radio News Bureau has more. NASA will be heading to Venus twice in the next decade. The agency has announced a pair of missions to the planet in 2028 and 2030 to explore the planet's atmosphere and geology. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson said the missions aim to learn how Venus became an inferno-like world capable of melting lead at the surface. The last U.S. craft to visit the planet was the Magellan Orbiter in 1990. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. A famous defense attorney has died. Wendy King reports. F. Lee Bailey, a criminal defense attorney best known for representing O.J. Simpson during his murder trial, has died in Atlanta, his family has announced. He died while in hospice, but the family declined to reveal why. He also represented Patty Hearst for crimes she committed with the Symbionese Liberation Army after the group kidnapped her. Bailey was 87. We are USA Radio News.
begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Incredible interview with Larry Bowen. And he is with the USS Liberty Veterans Association celebrating their uh, incredible uh, reality. And when I say celebrating, I really mean commemorating, folks. It's the 54th annual day of commemoration, a day of healing going on in Pensacola, Florida this weekend. It's free. Get a hold of them if you want to learn more and attend if you're down that way. USSLibertyVeterans.org to learn more about that. Meanwhile, a quick recap of yesterday's show. We had on our buddy Larry Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com. Over the past 50 years, Brian and his family have been helping people understand precious metals, the value of taking possession of those metals, and more. Spread the word. RustQuinnandGift.com is their website. We have the Honest Money Report. Talked about gold at $1,883.90. Silver, $27.64. But you can't get a Silver Eagle silver dollar for less than 38 bucks right now amazing the spread there indeed as they manipulate metals um, remember the constitution calls for honest money it calls for gold and silver to be used as the payment of any debts states are uh, charged constitutionally with that responsibility and to take nothing else in payment thereof so uh, beware about dishonest money we also talked about paul votkins who stormed the senate chamber he's now pled guilty um, I'm telling you, it isn't going to go well for him. Um, we also talked about the Fed takes closer look at creating digital money, Janus Milek. Yeah, the central bank is beginning to explore the rewards and risks of creating a digital currency. And they say whether they create that digital currency or not, they've got to control the currency. They've got to monitor that currency. Very scary indeed. Now, it's interesting we talk about honest money like we do, and I'm sitting right now at Red Pill Expo. The founder of Red Pill Expo and author of Creature from Jekyll Island, G. Edward Griffin. He's the leader of the Red Pill Expo, doing a great job. He's here now. Everybody's setting up. And if we're going to talk about honest money, you can't do so without mentioning the incredible documentation put together in the book that's been out for a long time. It's the quintessential Bible on what happened at the 1913 uh, sellout, if you will. It was actually a little before 1913, but they passed it on Christmas Eve, um, kind of Christmas time there, uh, the Federal Reserve, which has been really the the demise of America. But Creature from Jekyll Island is really the quintessential documentation on what happened uh, at the time. So there you have that. We also talked to Alex Newman yesterday, one of the incredible speakers at the Red Pill Expo coming up. Redpillexpo.org is where you can learn more. COVID was a weaponized scenario. It was a weaponized operation by China. Now, more and more and more people are realizing that reality check, ladies and gentlemen. TheNewAmerican.com is where you can learn more and read Alex's articles on these details. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live yesterday. Hour two, we had our guest on, another person attending Red Pill Expo today, in addition to Alex Newman, Elizabeth Fairchild. And she's a social media influencer and a video editor and a whole lot more. And she created the Red Pill Expo promo reel, which I'm happy to say I was part of. She put me in the uh, video. Hopefully that makes some sense. But that should be found at redpillexpo.org as well. 
she's also involved with Cardio Miracle, one of the advertisers and one of the supplements that will be here today supporting Red Pill. Ed um, is an advocate of Cardio Miracle. So uh, it really helps with your heart. It's a nitrate oxide supplement, and uh, we'll be learning more about that over the next couple of days, I'm sure, as well. We talked about the swamp slash deep state is weaponizing fear and anxiety to totally transform America, but we're not going to let that happen on our watch. We talked about Nevada counties stand tall for liberty, ladies and gentlemen. That is a landmark progress in our Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association event. Okay, that's important to understand. We talked about Rand Paul. He says the left is terrorizing his family. I have exposed the truth about Dr. Fauci. First, he created gain-of-function research, yeah, to weaponize COVID, right? He funded the Wuhan lab that potentially created the coronavirus uh, and leaked it, some say by accident, I'm saying on purpose. And then he lied to us repeatedly about the pandemic. So he funded it, he lied, and then he profited big time in addition to those other criminal acts, if you will. Uh, Very serious allegations indeed, but we need to have open, transparent discussion about this. Rand Paul calls for Fauci to be fired in a classic two-word response. Fire Fauci. That's the hashtag, and it should be, by the way. We talked about a 23-year-old in Massachusetts pled guilty to hacking social media accounts to steal account names and cryptocurrency worth hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's according to the Department of Justice. So that's interesting. Everybody thinks crypto is so safe and everything else. My statement from the very beginning on this crypto stuff has been, don't dip your toe in the crypto. From the desk of Donald J. Trump, ladies and gentlemen, is no longer. Trump shut down his personal blog on Wednesday, and Trump senior staff says that he'll return via an unnamed social media platform soon. So he shut down from the desk of Donald Trump, but they say he'll be back bigger Batter, better, finer than ever. Time will tell if that's true. We also, uh, let's talk about the future of newsrooms. Adrian Pennington was a great article. We wrapped up yesterday's broadcast talking about that in detail. So it was really an award-winning two-hour broadcast. Still available online at libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Okay, Casey, grab your mic. Sorry for the delay, ladies and gentlemen, but when it's live radio, it gets kind of crazy. I don't have a mic stand like normal, so I'm holding my mic, and I've just got 66 things going on. We have a guest online. You've got to flip up your switch there, Casey. And with headphones and a mic in hand, you want to talk as close to your mic as you can get. And let's uh, learn about who you are. I just met Casey this morning. Hi, Casey. Hi. How are you doing, Sam? I really appreciated your info there. Well, uh, thank you so much, sir. So let's learn. Your name is Casey. Your last name? Waylon. Casey Waylon. You're from northern Idaho. That's correct. And you're, what do you call yourself, a YouTuber? Yeah, a, a culmination of many things, I YouTube guess. YouTube hasn't shut you down yet? Oh, they're trying. I've got a strike. I've had multiple strikes. We all, I mean, the people that play in the YouTube world, we all kind of know how that goes. We're getting sniped at right now. And you got to kind of be careful what you say, uh, which is sad. Maybe you can help Dennis Prager. Uh-huh. He, he, needs, he needs help big time. Uh, by the way, I got shut down by Twitter. And um, I don't know if you know, but there's a report uh, out of Israel. Uh, Israel News uh, highlighted this, and so did Life Site News. 
which is that more people are dying from the COVID vaccine in the elderly population in Israel than are dying from the actual COVID, okay? And so they reported this news. I dared to report on their report, and Twitter shut me down. And they said, Sam, if you retract it, we'll put you back up, and I refuse. Good for you. And the reason I refuse is I'm not even claiming it's the facts. I'm merely telling you that there are doctors and physicians and scientists and experts in Israel that are making this claim, and it's credible enough to hit LifeSite News and Israel mainstream um, news outlets. You just don't hear it in America, but you hear it there. Why can't I report on their reports? Uh, well, I'm, we know why. <laughs> they don't want the truth to get out there, and you're right over the target, Sam. Yeah, anyway, I find that fascinating. I'm not even making the claim. I am reporting on the reports. Now, I happen to believe the reports, but I have the right to my beliefs. My point is, I'm just merely documenting other news sources that are very credible. They're global news sources that really, I don't see how you reject a life site news in, a, in Israeli mainstream media reports. I don't see how you just say that's not relevant enough to cover. But I did and got shut down, and I'm simply, um, I'm contemplating, should I sue them? Why not? Uh, stand up for your rights. I'm thinking about it. So they, they shut me down, and I, I'm not willing to... Um, uh, the funny other thing is that they, uh, you know, when we started claiming that it came from a lab, it came from a lab, and they said, no, 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 animal transfer to human stuff, and, and now a year later they admit the truth. Um, you know, I don't know how that's all going to ha- uh, go down, but that ought to fit into people's lawsuits as well, because I've been saying that there's a good possibility that it came from a lab intentionally so with USS, or I'm sorry, with the United States dollars uh, backing it through Fauci funding the research. So we funded gain-of-function research, and we know that it leaked from a, lab probably intentionally so by the communists and we're not going to report or tell the tale on that well now they've had to i wonder how that'll figure into lawsuits yeah and you mentioned uh zoonotics there that's essentially the transfer from animals to humans and vice versa so that's also part of the agenda 21 paradigm and controlling the populace so that's what one thing people really need to understand that's a huge part of this along with the controlling the food of course yeah when you talk too much about zoonotics it makes you feel like you're in the zoo doesn't it yeah, it's a fun word to say, isn't it? All right, how did you get into the media, Casey? How did I do video? No, how, how did you get into the media? Oh, uh, well, I started anyway, out... Tell me a little bit about who you are, your life story, kind of how you got involved, and, you know, what created the... I don't want to say woke part, because we're not really woke, right? But we've taken the red pill for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I saw it a couple of years ago, just uh, basically... I, oh, okay, break. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and get the rest of the answer. How's that? Sounds great. All right, Casey... Say your last name. Waylon. Waylon and your website, Casey? Uh, I'm on uh, YouTube and other platforms under North Idaho Exposed. North Idaho Exposed, Casey Waylon on Liberty Roundtable Live, live from the Red Pill Expo, redpillexpo.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. How do you know your child loves you? 
when he calls and he says, uh, Dad, why don't we uh, go fishing? It's very simple, but it, it really counts. They make a song up, and they come into our bedroom and say, we made a song, and will you listen to it? Our next oldest daughter came to me with tears in her eyes, and she said, Daddy, I just thank you for coming home every night when we were growing My up. My son does the nicest things. When he's playing outside, he'll come in and just give me a hug and run right back outside. My daughter goes to the same high school that I'm the registrar at, and... I'll go into my office after the bell has rung and there's a note on my desk. And it'll usually say, Mom, I love you. I'm thinking about you. And I you. think of my boy that uh, we finally got him through graduation. and He came up to me and said, I made it. Thanks. Family, isn't it about time? That's all he said. And that meant everything to me. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, straight from Red Pill Expo at Setup Day. The event is Saturday and Sunday. If you can come to South Dakota, would love to see you in Rapid City. We are live at redpillexpo.org. And if you can't make it in person... Go online. You can sign up and watch the proceedings from the comfort of your own home. Redpillexpo.org to do that. Casey Whalen's with me, activist and citizen journalist, North Idaho Exposed on YouTube and all major platforms. Check that out. In the meantime, Casey, you were telling us a little bit about how you got into the media, sir. Sure. So I started out as a basically I had an email co- dialogue with my local sheriff uh, that didn't really go so great. So I contacted my uh, secretary of state in Idaho. I requested uh, basically got uh, 120 full size constitutions and state constitutions all in one. And I took those to the sheriff's department, the police departments and government offices. Uh, and after I did that for a good year plus, uh, only to my chagrin to find out that I, after doing, pu- I've done many public records requests. It's one of the powerful tools that any, everybody should be doing. It's very simple. Uh, but I found out that I was in a report called Regional Intelligence Group 9 out of Spokane, Washington. And this information is disseminated to all law enforcement agencies in the area, FBI, DOJ, you name it. And basically this report just, there were two, I was in two of these different reports. And they had me walking in the police department or the sheriff's department, I'm not sure which one it was, with a stack of these full-size constitutions. They said, be on the lookout for, for me. And then after Darn that, right, some constitutional yeah, exactly. wielding crazy people running around. I understand. Yeah, so then it, it just, uh, I, would, I would film the police. Uh, at this point now, they know who I am in my community. When they see me at the camera, they run away. I'm not kidding, and it's awesome. So I encourage everybody, I mean, if you're... And, uh, hold on, I want to stop you and say, sure. why would they run away, ladies and gentlemen? Wouldn't they be grateful? I thought they wore body cams for transparency. Wouldn't they be grateful for Casey's transparent coverage? Yeah, they don't like questions. So I they don't. Like, yeah, they don't like being put on the spot. So How that's, dare you judge that's, their actions. And that's the Achilles heel, that everybody... I mean, if, if, if I can get one thing across is that, you know, your camera is very powerful and you stand up for your rights, you'll be... I mean, it's just amazing uh, what, what, what a little bit of uh, tenacity can do. So that basically morphed into citizen journalism, uh, and I learned video production. Uh, I have access to a full studio in Spokane. I can use any equipment I want. Um, long story short, I've done a bunch of interviews um, with people, and uh, just just trying to expand and, and be uh, do a bunch of uh, various things. Uh, so it's it's not the same 
boring thing. But basically, I cover protests, town halls, that sort of thing. All right. Are you good friends with Matt Shea? Yeah, I, I know Matt. All right. Matt's a good friend of mine. He jumps on the radio with me from time to time, and uh, he sits on a board for one of my organizations. And so we need more Matt Shays and more Casey Whalens, that's for sure. Uh, so tell me your uh, involvement at Red Pill. Yeah, so I, I basically just I'm here to fill in as a re- relief camera operator. So all of the the hard work I've been doing the last three years is starting to pay off, and um, you know I'm very excited to be here to help fill in and uh, film a couple sessions possibly uh, on Sunday, so, and then uh, just uh, you know take some B-roll, uh, maybe do some interviews, um, just try to cover the the expo. So I'm very excited to be here today. Excellent, my friend. And tell me how you learned about Red Pill. In other words, it's one thing to be a citizen journalist. It's another thing to try to meet your sheriff, but it's another thing to get all involved and, and get completely caught up, right? Yeah, absolutely. This is my first Red Pill Expo, so okay. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, there was one in Spokane, Washington, uh, 2018. Yes. Uh, and I just couldn't I just couldn't go. And so just, this is awesome to I'll be here. I'll tell you, when you missed it was quintessential was the one in Crete, or Jekyll Island. Uh, yeah. uh, as you know, G. Edward Griffin's book is called Creature from Jekyll Island. And, man, the first Red Pill Expo I went to was the last one. And it was actually in Jekyll Island. It You're was lucky. amazing, man. You're so lucky. What was that like? You know what? All I have to say is this. It was historic to be in the place where it all went down. And we literally went to the door. They had the door locked, but it basically said, hey, this is the hatch. I can't remember the exact wording, but it was basically this is the place where it all went down, you know. And it was just kind of a, a little bit... Um, I don't know what you want to say. Scary to be at that very spot where you're like, hey, this is where an evil satanic conspiracy was hatched. You know, you kind of go, oh, but it was a nice place, a great venue, a great conference was had. There was a lot of people at the time. Everybody was masking all around the world, but yet at the Red Pill Expo, there were virtually no masks. It was excellent. And there was no fallback from that? No, sir. Awesome. Very cool. Well, when you say fallback, it depends. There was no people getting all sick. Uh, They had a heyday trying to beat us up over it, right? But the uh, health department didn't give you any grief. No, they left us alone. Very cool. All right. Good. uh, You know, now we're coming hopefully out of some of this. Um, But still, the lie has been uh, told, but the lie is being exposed, and guys like you are exposing it, right? Yeah. I'm. You know, personally, I'm. I'm. I'm just trying to be supportive, uh, and with all the censorship going on, I am actually kind of trying to be careful because I am. I have a lot of time invested in what I've done, um, and it's very important to my community that that stays. Uh, available for them to see what's transpired. I've, I've helped uh, expose Agenda 21 in my community, and um, there's a, many videos that that have, that, that help people. Um, and, and you know, Agenda 21 is just it's everywhere. Uh, it's in your face. You know, it's social, economic, environmental, and uh, it's here. It's 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 in your community. And it, I encourage everybody to look look for your local Agenda 21 uh, public-private partnership. Now called Agenda 2030, right? Correct. Yes. All right, uh, Tom uh, DeWeese. DeWeese, good friend of mine, joins us on the radio often, too, is one of the greatest speakers uh, on that in modern times. It used to be Henry Lamb and others as well, but Henry's passed away. Now Tom DeWeese carries the ball quite well. Yeah, Henry Lamb wrote The Green Religion, correct? That's right, yeah. And he was also Tom Tom's mentor. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and so... Anyway, I used to interview Henry Lamb back in the day and stuff. I'm really? kind of old, and I've been around for a long time. This is a Liberty Roundtable Live is my show, just so you're kind of caught up. Um, and we've been on the radio for 25 years. This year is our 25th year anniversary for Liberty Roundtable. Congratulations. So we're kind of old and, you know. That's something to brag about. Been at it for a long, 
Good for you. A long time telling the tale of liberty. They don't like us too well. So I want to rewind a little bit because you started out by talking about your sheriff, and that's how you started out, and you didn't feel like when you met your sheriff he was uh, ready to defend your liberties, right? Well, it was an email dialogue, and essentially I had, um, you know, I asked about the gold fringe on the flag, and, you know, maybe I was kind of getting to the weeds a little bit for him. And uh, He probably doesn't even know what you're talking about. No, he said, I'll forward this to the FBI and see what they have to say. So at that point I was like, all right, I know where this guy's at. Forwarded to the FBI for questions, huh? Yeah, pretty much. He was and, just frustrated with me because I I sent him a couple emails. So all right. So I don't know if you know. Are you familiar with Richard Mack? I am. Yeah, I met Richard. All right. So the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org, uh, is Richard's organization. I'm the operations manager for CSPOA. Excellent. So that's just a little bit of info for you to know. And the reason that I tell you that and spend time on that is because we are making tremendous headway with sheriffs. Uh, in Nevada, we have had the first county, Lander County, Nevada, uh, declare themselves a constitutional county. Did you know that? No. No, I did not know that. They literally went on public record to do so, and now the second county just did the same. Excellent. So now we have two counties, and they believe that they can get us 15 counties out of the 17 counties in Nevada to declare themselves as constitutional counties, and we created a Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association resolution uh, back in 2014 that you might want to read. But we're starting to get counties now literally doubling down. Literally the sheriff, the county commissioners, and the district attorneys are on board uh, to start to stand and say, you know what, the federal government is just out of control. The state governors are out of control. They're violating the checks and balances, and we will not let this continue uh, in our counties. That's excellent. I'm, I'm, congratulations. And I, how, many, how many counties are there in, in the U.S.? About 3,000. I'm sorry? About 3,000. 3,000, okay. So, you know, I, I understand that it's a drop in the bucket, but I also understand you've got to start somewhere. And this is the first time we've seen uh, Americans that are elected officials decide to stand. Yeah. So things have become so egregious, is the point, Casey, that now they're starting to go, look, we just can't idly stand by any longer. Before they used to go, okay, kooks, you're fine, but whatever. Um, I don't want to put myself in harm's way. I don't want to have it affect my reelection chances. I don't want to, I don't want to. But now they're going, you know what? I, I need to do something. Because I see that if I don't, what's going to happen? And we're starting to see that sea change. I've been in this for 25 plus years. Um, So I was in radio before Liberty Roundtable a little bit. So that's why I say plus years. Uh, But I've never seen officials really willing to put their commitments, their oaths on the line as they're starting to now. That's great. Actually, one thing I want to mention is that I'm starting to notice just from my activism is that uh, I'm hearing reports of police officers. um, I don't know about the deputies in my area, but I'm hearing numerous police officers that have left the force because of the the COVID uh, masks or whatever. And it's, you know, they just they hate it a lot. A lot of them don't like having to go through this. And I think that's putting a lot of pressure on their superiors. Part of it is the masks. Part of it is the defund the cops, bogus scenarios all across the country. I'm not a defund the cops guy. Now, I'm for getting rid of the bad apples, for sure, but I'm not a defund the cops guy. How about fixing uh, a corrupt system that enforces unlawful? Oh, absolutely. So I'm, I'm kind of a the where's the victim question. Exactly. A libertarian kind of movement idea where I say, you know what, you show me the victim and we'll talk about a crime until then. You know, so there's a lot of overreach that needs to be stopped without a doubt. Um, and I'm not suggesting that we should support bad apples in police uh, departments. I'm more for sheriffs than I am for um, police departments. Police chiefs and all those guys are all appointed. There's a real battle that needs to come down between this idea of elected versus appointed. When they're elected, they can pay attention to us or they'll 
be out on their ear if we get organized well enough. The appointed people are a problem because they believe they answer to somebody else. And that's a fundamental difference that Americans need to clearly understand, Casey. How, what do you think about as far as uh, statutes uh, being passed at a state level or, you know, and uh, what if we had a constitutional mechanism to prevent unlawful things from becoming law in the first place? Well, I think we do. We have fully informed juries, number one, if Americans are educated. Number two, we can vote those people who try to put unconstitutional edicts in place. Um, you know, the, the term is pretend legislation. If you look at the Declaration of Independence and other places to where, you know what, they, they don't have authority to violate their own constitution. They don't have authority to take power into themselves. But the ultimate check and balance is fully informed juries and we the people electing somebody else in their place when they cross those lines. And those checks and balances are what's failing because the people aren't engaged and educated and involved enough. Um, so do I support the checks and balances that can make that happen? Absolutely. Do I think another law in the books is going to help? I don't. I do agree with you on that one. And it's not to say that we shouldn't do something. We should. But it's just to say, look, do we need another law to defend the Second Amendment? Or do we just need to uphold the original one, right? Absolutely. We need to demand the upholding of the original one. We don't need 56 more laws to tell you that the Second Amendment's for reals. Uh, yeah. And so I guess what I'm saying is that I'm a more of a Ten Commandments guy. I believe in the Ten Laws of God rather than the gazillion commandments from bureaucrats. So that, it's along those lines. And maybe I'm a little bit too libertarian on the point for some. Uh, I understand, but I also feel like if we're not careful, we're looking at the other laws people put in place rather than the original intent of the founders. And that's where, if we're not careful, we miss the boat. Sure, I agree. Uh, but, you know, I guess the, the, the never-ending question is how do we get back to that point? Uh, and educated people is the only final check and balance, sir. And without that, we're doomed. With that, uh, we literally have the seeds and the solutions for restoration. I'm not really a revolutionary guy either. I'm a restorationist in the sense that I believe, you know, the founding fathers gave us the blueprint. All we need to do is insist on it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think local, uh, focusing local, um, getting people to call, you know, officials in your area is very powerful. Couldn't agree more. And that's why you uh, are covering a lot of local issues in what you do. We're talking to Casey Whalen, ladies and gentlemen, activist and citizen journalist live at Red Pill Expo, his organization. We're just going to call it Northern Idaho Exposed. North Idaho Exposed is available on YouTube and all major platforms. Check it out. Learn about activists and people making a difference like Casey Whalen. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much, Sam. Appreciate it. All right. It. For Sam and Casey, we declare we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and will indeed restore our republic, but you got to get involved, make a difference, and choose the right, will you? We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is indeed a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. For Ride Day, it is June the fourth. 
in the year of our Lord 2021. And this is our two of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We are live from Red Pill Expo, redpillexpo.org. We are in South Dakota. Rapid City is the venue, Saturday and Sunday. So tomorrow and Sunday will be the event. If you can come live, we'd love to see you here. And if not, you can watch the proceedings with a subscription online. And speaking of some of the people behind the scenes that never get enough credit for what they do, we've got Paul Lansgard with me. And Paul uh, has been an activist for a long time and has helped with Red Pill Expos from the beginning. And we wanted to take a couple of people that just work their guts out behind the scenes. And uh, sadly, I get the quarterback credit oftentimes, but I don't deserve it. It's guys like Paul that make it all happen. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Go ahead and flip up your mic there, Paul. There you go. Yes, sir. Welcome. Glad to be here. It's going to be a great red pill, and it looks like it's going to be our largest one. We, the largest one in the beginning was the one in Bozeman, Montana, where I'm from. Yes, sir. And it was, uh, we had almost 500 people there, and then we beat it at Jekyll Island last October. We had more than that there, and I guess we're going to really break all records here. So a lot of people are concerned on what's going on in this country, and more people are waking up to realize they're losing their freedom. And I've been involved in... Uh, the freedom movement since I was in high school. My uh, brother was the, uh, one, of the, one of the first members, I think, of the John Birch Society in like 1960 or 61. So I lived with him for a while. I got educated in, uh, in freedom and I've been involved almost ever since and got involved a lot in Montana politics. Uh, was president of the Montana State Pachyderm Club, which uh, put me on a state executive board and and I wasn't uh, wasn't very favored because I've always been a hardcore constitutionalist. I'm not an was never an establishment Republican. So I was also uh, a member of the the uh, elected representatives to go to the convention in uh, 2016, along with Dan Happel and some other good friends of mine. And and uh, it was a, a experience on the when we nominated Mr. Trump there and. It was uh, different because as bad as things were, the, even the Speaker of the House, when he, uh, Paul Ryan got up to speak, the, the news media didn't catch that real well, but there was more boos than yays, and when Mitch McConnell got up there, the same thing happened. Yeah, we covered, that. we covered that quite a bit on the radio. It just goes to show where the hearts and the minds of the people really are, huh, Paul? Yeah, yeah. There, a lot of people are... Everybody's concerned, but most people aren't doing anything. They complain, and and that's why we're here at the Red Pill. We can give some people some action items, something they can do to change things in this country. Understood. Great stuff. So uh, how did you get involved in Red Pill specifically then? What, say that again? How did you get involved in Red Pill specifically? Well, I uh, was a good friend of Dan Happel's, and uh, okay. he invited me down to uh, Freedom Force International meeting before we planned the first red pill and that's uh, how we got involved <laughs> excellent how many red pills has there been i think there's been five i missed one i missed the one in uh, way back east new haven connecticut or something <laughs> all right they also had one uh, in nevada near um uh, yeah cliven bundy's ranch territory right yeah cliven was there ammon spoke yes, uh, met all the bundy's a real good friend of mine has been 
involved with the Bundy stuff since it started. He co- his name was John Lamb. I don't know if everybody. Can I know who pull- John is. Sure. Oh, he's just a phenomenal guy. He's a super good friend of mine. Unfortunately, their house burnt down uh, a week ago or so here. Oh, I didn't know that. Or else he'd oh. probably be here. Uh, but uh, people just need to get involved. And one of the main things that I think a lot of people don't realize is, you know, you give up on the parties, but you can actually uh, take over central committees and, and change how things are happening. Uh, you just get elected. And in our Gallatin County in Montana here in Bozeman, we... Uh, we if you're not a constitutionalist, you don't get anywhere. You don't even get support for our, from our local Republican Party, even if you're the candidate. If you're not a constitutionalist, uh, we don't support you. And we need to de- have that happening around the country. Uh, need to get involved. Get involved in whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans, and uh, take over central committees and take over state central committees. Now, you've been in this for quite some time, uh, then, and I'll, I've been uh, doing this radio program. It's our 25th year anniversary of Liberty Roundtable Live, uh, for example. So I've been in this close to 30 years. Um, you've been in it just as long, at least. So the question for you, Paul, is this. I have noticed more people waking up in the last five years than the first 25 I've been at it. Do you agree? Oh, yeah, totally so. It, it, it's happening so fast that nobody, nobody would even, if you said three years ago something like this could even happen or people would put up with it, you know, everybody would tell you you're crazy. It, it, it ain't never going to happen. But it shows you the power of the media, the, the controlled media. Where do you see it going from here? Do you think that we're going to wake up enough people fast enough to stop it? Or do you think Joe Biden's just going to run us off the cliff? No, <laughs> I think we're going to wake up a needful to get get by it. Uh, there's just, just too many people waking up right now and, and just even watching the the major news media, you know, exposing all the different stuff that's going on that's getting exposed, the voter fraud. Uh, people are waking up, uh, and the next election is going to be uh, something else. I, I do believe we're, that we're going to take back control of the House and the Senate, and, and the problem is that, you know, over half of your Republicans have ho- horrible constitutional voting records. <laughs> No doubt about it. And one of the most important things we need to do is expose that. I believe when the people get real information, they make wise decisions, uh, Paul. And the real key for us, and it's been a problem in America for a long time where the mainstream press just controls the narrative. I do presentations. One of them is called He Who Owns the Media Makes the Rules. And the other one's called The New Media is Taking Center Stage, which really highlights the reality that, you know what, we just haven't been able to get the word out. Americans can't be expected to make the right decisions if they're not in possession of the facts. And so one of the things that we need to do is make sure that we take back the narrative, that we um, relay the facts to the American people. And as we do so, and as our media grows, then before you know it, we can expect the people to be accountable. Uh, but right now, with the manipulation of the, ma- manipulation of the media uh, and the uh, dishonesty in government, the deep swamp, whatever you want to call it, the deep state, the creature from Jekyll Island, whatever words used to describe it, we have got to get the truth to the people. And then we can expect the people to be accountable. But until then, I think we've got a lot of work to do. Oh, yeah, we sure do. The main thing, people need to check out, check out the John Birch Society. They've been involved since 1959, a total educational organization. They put out the New American Magazine. Uh, Alex Newman's one of the uh, major writers for on there, and Alex uh, recommends that for everyone. They've always been the whole thing. We need to educate. 
if people aren't educated on the Constitution, how they know their representatives are violating it. So that's one of the great things they have out. They have a great six-week six of class or six-week video on the Constitution, which everyone should take and, and hold your representatives responsible because, you know, people are holler about term limits. We got term limits. When they're not following the Constitution in the House, they vote them out in two years. <laughs> and if they get too belligerent or involved in criminal activity before that, file charges and arrest them. Correct. Yep. There's a lot we can do, but again, it takes that appropriate checks and balance. And that's why there's a lot of patriots that are ready to pick up their arms and push for a, a revolution. I reject that and say we need a restoration. Uh, you know what? We cannot fix it. We cannot say we've tried everything uh, because I don't even think we've come close to trying uh, everything. Right. Um, yeah. You, you got it there. We need to restore the Constitution, restore the principles. We don't need to do any changing. We just need to bring it back to the grassroots. Amen to that. Here's what I wrote for your headline on Liberty Roundtable Live today, Paul. It says, Paul Lansgard, freedom fighter, political activist with red pill from the start. Is that good? Yeah, that's good. Thank you very much. Is that who you are? Yep, I sure right. am. Well, we just need, how do we clone you and get a thousand of you? Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a thousand. <laughs> we, can, we hopefully have a thousand out here this weekend here. So. There's, a, there's, there's a thousand of us. All over the country, in, in every state in the union, uh, I'm convinced, and I'm just convinced that a lot of people. I'll give you a quick example on an airplane yesterday. You know, I told this one lady that I was a, a nationally syndicated talk show host. Do you want to know what her first question was? <laughs> With who? <laughs> so I, I told her who I was, and she goes, oh, that's really cool. Um, what do you think of Fauci, she says. And I was just shocked. The average just Joe Blow um, Stewardess on an airplane literally asked me what I thought of Fauci. I said, I think he's a criminal. I think he needs to be arrested. I think he's, um, you know, funded gain-of-function research. He lied about funding that research. He then has profited on this, and he's lied to the American people, and he ought to be arrested and tried for his crimes. I'm not saying a vigilante arrest. I'm talking about he deserves a, a trial like everybody else. I'm not talking about violating the rule of law. I even support, you know, people like Fauci's um, right to a fair trial and right to a speedy trial a transparent, you know, due process scenario. I'm not saying do anything wrong, but I'm saying this guy needs to be accountable for his crimes. And she flat out agreed with me. She goes, you know what? I'm amazed that you're saying that. I completely agree. And I was shocked that just the Joe Blow stewardess out there was that caught up. Pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty amazing. What people need to do is, and, and I even still noticed around the country, people with their uh, their mask on and, and, and I, you know, I've, I, I, I refuse to comply this whole thing. I had to wear a, a Western cowboy uh, rob the bank kerchief on the airplane going to Jekyll Island. But other than that, I've never had one of those things on and don't plan on it, nor will I ever get any injections. Boy, the bank has robbed, been robbed for the last 100 years plus in America. We need to call a halt to the con game, that's for sure. Yeah. Paul, thank you so much, sir. Yeah, sure. Thank you very much. Glad to be on here. Paul Lanscard, Freedom Fighter from redpillexpo.org, live. On your media. Worldwide, nations have been stripped of their rights and freedoms to make their own choices in life. Choices are made for them by their government. Insane, isn't it? 
Attend Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works, a world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not gonna protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman live from Red Pill Expo. Dr. Scott Bradley's with us. Dr. Bradley, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thank you very much. Sounds like you've got a ton going on, uh, and uh, it's going to be quite an exciting weekend. Well, I want you in the mix for a lot of this as well. So we've got a guy by the name of Dave Blackman with us. He's a citizen attending redpillexpo.org. Hi, Dave. Hello. Happy to be here. So tell me what got you interested in Red Pill and where are you from? I'm from Fort Collins, Colorado, and I have um, been following the work of G. Edward Griffin since his book, um, Creature, Creature from, from Jekyll, Jekyll Island, yeah. and uh, his other work with his uh, great journalistic uh, callings and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So much appreciation to him, and I'm glad to come in and... Uh, participate in the in the red pill we have going this weekend is this your first red pill it is yeah my first time to physically participate all right my first one was literally in jekyll island man cool it was amazing to be there at at jekyll island and and see a lot of that stuff in person it's just really i don't know how to describe it but it makes it real for you you know yeah yeah exactly all right what do you expect to get out of the event What, what are your thoughts uh well um I'm looking forward to hearing uh, all the speakers. You know, there's uh, so many that I have a great deal of respect for. And uh, rubbing elbows with uh, the souls that, uh, the type of souls that will be here that are looking to try to, I think in, uh, you know, speaking for myself, trying to sift through everything that's going on and try to arrive at the truth and, 
and then make a make some conscious decisions about how to best move life forward for myself, my family, and society. Did you bring anybody with you? Just me today. All right. So uh, Dr. Scott Bradley is my co-host, remote right now. Uh, Dr. Bradley, this is Dave Blackman. He's just a guy we've grabbed out of the crowd, uh, a citizen who uh, has, I guess, taken the red pill because he's pretty caught up if he's read G. Edward Griffin's book, Creature from Jekyll Island and more. He's attending redpillexpo.org live this weekend as much as we highly recommend everybody do so. For those of you who could not attend in person, online, redpillexpo.org, you can sign up and watch the streams of the event from the comfort of your own home. In the meantime, Dr. Bradley, do you have a question for uh, a guy like Dave? Well, I don't know if I have a question as much as some praise. I, um, I'm, I'm just it, it, it brings it warms the cockles of my heart, if you want to say it in the old-fashioned way, that uh, the man on the street, the common American, uh, is uh, actively engaged in this. And you think back of those those old uh, Norman Rockwell uh, paintings that he did of the uh, town hall meetings and the the folks that. Uh, it was where the rubber meets the road. Those people have far more common sense, far more uh, feeling for what America is than those trolls that we have leading the nation right now. And it's it's just wonderful to hear uh, someone such as him. And I'm sure that you're going to be your audience will be filled with these kinds of people, because I really truly believe that we the people are uh, recognizing that it is truly our responsibility to keep this nation on the rails. And what's happening right now is is a disastrous uh, train wreck, uh, keeping with the analogy. <laughs> the rails have, have been torn up and thrown off, and it's going off the cliff. So, yes, I take my hat off to him and all those others that are participating and attending. And, and I think that, uh, you know, it's interesting to me that um, it's at Mount Rushmore. Well, not right at, but uh, South Dakota. And uh, I... You know, to me, the movement, the people, are far more impressive than the monument. I, I really, truly believe that, that what really makes this nation great isn't things that are uh, carved in stone as much as it is the flesh and bones that make this, uh, this nation up. And having traveled the nation for 55 years continuously and, uh, and met Americans all over the country, I, I think that the hope really is truly in we the people and so yes i take my hat off and uh, it sounds like an exciting time for everybody that's going to be there dave you want to respond to dr bradley uh well well uh, thank you appreciate uh, appreciate that and um uh, everyone who's putting on this expo and um uh, much appreciated and really looking forward to it Thank you so much, Dave. Appreciate your attendance uh, at the Red Pill Expo, man. Thanks for spreading the word and doing all you can. I think it takes one, becomes two, becomes the few, becomes the many, and pretty soon uh, we the people uh, can really uh, use the checks and balances our founding fathers put in place to take our country back. It's not a violent statement. It's a restoration statement, not a revolution statement, uh, because I believe that the blueprint for liberty has been put in place by the founding fathers with a lot of hard work blood sweat tears their sacred honors their fortunes everything on the line and because of them we can carry forward their legacy and what we need is just good honest people to understand through education and then to insist through the checks and balances and the rule of law uh, to restore the republic dave that's our hope i agree and all is not lost 
This is the time of uh, a great awakening. We can all do our part. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you. All right, there he goes. Dave doing a great job. Dave Blackman, one of the American people attending Red Pill Expo, like y'all ought to be doing, online or in person. Your choice, based on your circumstances, would love to hear from you. Uh, Dr. Bradley, uh, (laughs) if there's one guy, in my opinion, that has really been quintessential uh, in the freedom movement, it would be a guy who wrote The Creature from Jekyll Island, uh, G. Edward Griffin, uh, who is also the founder of Red Pill Expo. Um, I don't know how many, uh, it's hard to say who's influenced for liberty more, but in modern times, G. Edward Griffin's got to be one of the guys at the top of the list. You know, I I had the opportunity uh, some time ago um, to interview him. We took a whole hour in the interview, and he was so gracious. He was so intelligent, so articulate. Uh, he he made uh, complex issues just kind of unfold in a, you know, it was kind of like uh, unfolding a piece of paper to see what's on the paper, you know, instead of having it in some Gordian knot kind of thing. And, and no, I, I have a great deal of praise for uh, G. Edward Griffin, <clears throat> great deal of respect. And, and he, you know, if you know his story, uh, how this kind of all came about, I mean, he, he wanted to be a, I don't know, somebody that was a celebrity at least or something or, or a, you know, a radio announcer or something. Maybe that's why he's good in an interview. But but uh, he, he uh, almost accidentally backed into this thing about where did this disastrous mess start from in regards to um, the, uh, you know, Federal Reserve and all this kind of stuff. And his research has been impeccable. His research is so well documented. The book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, is timeless. It it truly is. I mean, it reads like a Tom Clancy whodunit novel. And uh, in fact, I may have been the one that gave him that phraseology uh, in an interview uh, quite a number of years ago when I, I, I made that comment on the air with him. I says, uh, man... I, I can't set your book down. I mean, it's it, it's a page turner. It's a whodunit that that's real, and and you've put this, you put life into it. I mean, and I, I mean, I just I just can't say it enough and enthusiastically. And so uh, we had a, a very uh, good exchange. And, and again, most interviews, as you know, that the major lame brain media does, are like a, a two minute little segue to something else, and you move on. But uh, he gave me a full hour, and we had a wonderful exchange. And I think that that's the way he is in real life, a genuine human being, a genuine patriot, a genuine intellectual that has somehow gained the ability to articulate things in ways that, you know, we kind of common folk can pick up on. And, um, and so I, I'm so pleased with how this has expanded. And he's brought together, apparently, for this weekend, well, probably, what, about 20 uh, subject matter experts that uh, hopefully will be able to deliver powerful messages that will help, you know, us all come to understand what's at stake and where we're going. So I think this will be a valuable experience. In fact, uh, I don't know how many seats are available there, but but uh, you can do it online, too, so you can register online. So. But I, I'm not sure what kind of bizarre hoops were necessary to go through in South Dakota, um, and uh, probably none, because there's a, they're a lot more freedom-minded than they are in our home state. 
I uh, was on the phone very, very late last night trying to wrangle through some disastrous bureaucratic, uh, uh, I don't know if your listeners, uh, apparatchik. Um, we'll talk about apparatchik when we get back, maybe. It sounds like we've got to take a quick break, but Americans need to know about apparatchik, and I believe most Americans don't know how much influence they have on their daily lives. You got it, brother. We'll do it in seconds. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. We also got a guest coming up, uh, a speaker from Red Pill that Dr. Bradley can talk to as well. We'll do it all in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable live from redpillexpo.org. Pursuing liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. JBS employees started returning to work this week after the company's beef operation stopped following a ransomware attack by suspected Russian hackers. The infiltration shut down meat production in North America and Australia. The White House is telling American companies to step up their cybersecurity. Is a reminder about the importance to private sector entities of hardening uh, their cybersecurity uh, and ensuring they take the necessary steps to prepare for this threat, which we've seen uh, rising even over the last few weeks. Jen Psaki from the White House lectern. Rioters in Minneapolis, Minnesota reportedly smashed windows and lit a dumpster on fire Thursday night near a parking garage where an officer fatally shot a suspect as the wanted man pulled a gun on officers. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Some protesters were arrested. The shooting involved U.S. Marshal Service and no Minneapolis officers were involved. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alaroot Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. More people in America are getting back to work. Wendy King reports. For the first time since COVID-19 pounced on the U.S. economy last year, the number of American workers filing new unemployment claims has fallen below 400,000. The Labor Department said in its report that 385,000 new claims were filed last week. That's a decline of about 20,000 from the prior week. The last time the figure was that low was the week of March 14, 2020. Most analysts expected between 390,000 and 400,000 new claims. The department said there were 3.8 million continuing claims last week. More than 15 million Americans are still receiving jobless benefits in some form, which is a decline of about half from a year ago. The department is set to release its May jobs report on Friday, which is expected to show about 670,000 new payrolls. ADP and Moody's Analytics said in its private sector, almost 1 million jobs were added last month. USA Radio News.
Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley co-hosting the broadcast today. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com, his lifelong mission and collegiate series to preserve the nation. freedomsrisingsun.com, incredible videos, over a thousand videos online, Webly week, or I'm sorry, weekly webinars. Uh, and more available with Q&A on the Constitution from the good doctor uh, as well, available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Now, doctor, you wanted to finish a topic, too. There's a word you were saying that we all need to understand, a term and a kind of a, 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 a what, a, a reality that we need to be aware of, right? Well, the term is apparatchik, and basically apparatchik. it is the party the party functionaries that carry out the will of the party. And this was all throughout the Soviet uh, and continues, I'm certain, under the uh, guise of some other name, perhaps. But basically, they're the dull, drab bureaucrats that carry out the um, the will of the party upon and, and the tyranny upon the people. And uh, and and uh, I, I think of a functionary that wasn't part of the Communist Party, but was certainly a... a, a close brother of it, and that's uh, Adolf Eichmann. He was the guy, he was a dull, drab apparatchik, if you will, a bureaucrat that arranged the uh, rail schedules to take the people to the concentration camps during World War II, wherein millions were executed, okay? And um, and, and he, he was just a regular guy. And, and uh, without going into the whole long story, which I think is fascinating, <clears throat> and he's been well studied and so on, but he was one of those guys that carried out the functions of the party's will. And I believe that that is actually what is carried on. Americans, the apparatchik, the, Adol the spirit of Adolf Eichmann is alive and well. And I, I, the reason I say this is because until late last night, I was very much involved. And we were trying to put together a 4th uh, uh, of July gathering, if you will. Not your standard beer bust with a rock music kind of thing, but we were going to have, you know, what John Adams had written to his wife about, about the celebrations, the commemorations that would occur uh, about the um, the liberty of our country. And he wrote this letter in July of 1776, and, uh, you know, to commemorate the establishment of this Declaration of Independence. And, and it was going to be a spiritual kind of presentation, uh, if you will, uh, a solemn recognition of the hand of God upon us. And we had hoped to have perhaps, maybe, I mean, you know, we're, we're, because of all of the issues of trying to even find a venue now, maybe as many as a thousand people, probably more likely to be closer to 500. But we were dealing with a uh, community in our county that had a has a facility that's perfect for something like this. And it was not like we had to have permits for setting off fireworks or we're going to start the farmer's fields on fire or anything like that. It was simply a gathering to give um, recognition of the hand of God in the establishment of this nation. And so <clears throat> we, we thought we were moving along on this thing, but here they throw a wrench in the work. First of all, it can't be political. Well, anything that talks about anything in freedom is political to them. And and they wanted to uh, find out any funding that we might have. Our funding was like free, but if somebody gave us something, we'd go towards uh, offsetting our expenses. But I mean, they wanted all sorts of bureaucratic stuff. And it was a little farm community. We thought we'd have some more, uh, um, you know, cooperation for them. But the big thing that absolutely uh, sickened my stomach was that they wanted us to obtain a uh, what they termed a mass gatherings permit. 
from our health department and we'd have to go through all the hoops that they were going to throw in our way and not just hoops but roadblocks barricades and cliffs to fall off and it was a two hundred and twenty five dollar charge to do that so here we have these apparatchik whether it's the mayor of this little community and the city council there or if it's the uh, health department all that are seeking to prevent a recognition of the liberty of our country and and it became such an onerous kind of thing that th their answer was uh, to put it on radio talk heck no but they were just trying to make us feel so completely oh well if you jump through this hoop we'll consider this this hoop will consider this this hoop will consider this but the fact of the matter is there was going to be a hoop that we could never get through and uh, consequently it, we just had to pull the plug on that particular venue but, so the but point that's is, do you know what apparatchik means, Dr. Bradley, and what it really means, well, so people understand, it's a term English speakers borrowed from the Russians that essentially means party machine. It means a cog in the communist system, right? Exactly, exactly. <clears throat> but that's the problem is we have apparatchik in America today. We have it in a little farming community in our county. We have it in a health department that has multi-county responsib responsibility it's unconstitutional it's like well to kind of coin the term a little bit more gently uh heck no we're not going to ask for a, a, a permission to peaceably assemble i mean what the heck ever happened what happened to the first amendment the right of the people to peaceably assemble and what happened to it's the utah constitution question, Article Those 1, are great questions. I want to bring one. Jerry Day into the conference or con, uh, conference call here right now. Jerry Day with me live, a speaker from the Red Pill Expo. And he's going to be speaking about contracts and the law at Red Pill. Red Pill. Freedomtaker.com uh, is his website. Jerry, you've yes. heard what the doc good doctors had to say. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've all felt that. I'm from California, and you want to talk apparatchik. we got plenty of that <laughs> going on out there. So uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm going to talk about today. It's it's uh, everybody thinks that they are bound by the law, and I'm going to tell everybody they're not. They're bound by contracts, and if and you're not born subject to any law, uh, you you have to enter a jurisdiction through a contract. And if you're in a contract, you have the right of revocation. And uh, so I'm going to go down that rabbit hole today, and uh, I've got I think I've got some interesting. Uh, information for people on that but a lot of the answers to dr scott bradley's questions have to do with contracts mm -hmm. the reason that things are the way they are and things seem so abusive and so red tapish and so uh tyrannical in america is really because of these contracts that we've supposedly willingly agreed to etc right well willingly and not willingly and even without our knowledge and uh what happened first was you could sign a contract, and then some years later, somebody decided, well, you could have an implicit contract, and so you don't really have to sign it, just have to look like you agree. And then later on, they said, well, we can just presume you agree, whether or not you agree or not, and if you act like you agree, then you're in contract. So so we're entered into contracts uh, without our knowledge, and uh, that's obviously not ethical, that's not right, that's a stretch of what a what the definition of a contract and uh so uh you know you you're you're just you're just a slave to all these different uh contracts and 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 implicit contracts and oh uh, you know because you did this it seemed like you agreed to that and therefore we can do this to you no we we have that going on all day every day every one of us have seen it and 
there are ways and tricks to uh, to uh, revoke those contracts, to rescind those contracts, to escape those contracts. Uh, all we got to do is tell them uh, our position, where we are, and, and put it on the record. Send it certified mail, serve it by by um, service, you know, by uh, delivery service or whatever, and and get get something on the record. And you find out not only not only can you get out of a lot of ridiculous contracts and a lot of uh, obligations that you never intended to enter, but you can actually turn it around on them and start put them in contract and say, well, you're do you're committing criminal acts by committing fraud and this and that, aren't you? And why don't you notice? Why don't you respond to this within 30 days if you have a rebuttal? And if they have a rebuttal, they're committing perjury probably. So you can put people in criminal malfeasance uh, on the record in the law. So you can turn it around. It's not just a question of getting free. It's a question of taking down this machine that's keeping us from being free. Dr. Bradley? Well, you know, there's there's so much to, to try and nibble on around the edges while we've got just so few minutes. But it's, it's seeming to me that at some level and at some time, hopefully in the relative near future, we'll have something on the same order of as a Nuremberg-type trial. Now, of course, uh, uh, Adolf Eichmann was not tried in Nuremberg. He was tried in Israel in 1961 and executed. But the, but the fact of the matter is uh, that there needs to be a, a comeuppance at some point. And, uh, and, and this Anthony Fauci thing that you mentioned to your stewardess yesterday, Sam, <clears throat> I think it's uh, it's time that uh, that he be be tried for crimes against humanity. I mean, truly, literally, we need to get to the bottom of this. There's a, an effort now in Congress to get him to uh, testify again with this treasure trove they're calling it of emails that have been exposed by uh, the um, uh, Freedom of Information Act. And so what we're doing is is they're they're peeling the onion, if you will, and finding these falsehoods. And ultimately and finally, I think these apparatchik, all of these people that have Im imposed tyranny on us, will have to be brought to justice. Sounds like you've got to take Amen another to break, Amen to that reality though. check. Quick pause, folks. Uh, Jerry Day, when we come back, stay there. I want you to come back. Tell us what time your speech is. And give us another little yeah. highlight tidbit to tease the audience about it. You bet. We want people to come in person. If you can come to Rapid City, South Dakota, we are live at redpillexpo.org. And if you can't come in person, you can sign up and watch Jerry Day online. Details in seconds, live from Red Pill on your radio. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, 
the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Appreciate you, sir. All right, Dr. Scott Bradley's with me, ladies and gentlemen, co-hosting Liberty Roundtable Live today. We've got Jerry Day with us. Jerry Day is a red pill speaker. He's speaking on contracts and on the law and helping people understand that, you know what, freedom uh, is something that <laughs> you must be in control of. Everybody wants to take it from you. The answer is you've got to make sure that you understand contracts, you understand the law, um, uh, the misnomer is freedom is just lost. By golly, I lost my freedom. I don't know where. It's kind of like I lost my cell phone. No, that's not the way it is, ladies and gentlemen. You gave it away if you don't understand it, if you don't defend it literally at every turn. Is the point freedomtaker.com is Jerry's website. Jerry, when do you speak? And give us a couple of quick breakdown details, will you? Right. You need to take that freedom back. There's no such thing as given freedom. It's taken. And it's either taken from you or taken back for yourself. And uh, as I say on the website, you know, you, everybody has the right to take freedom, uh, but not to take the freedom of others for themselves. And, uh, yeah, I'll be speaking at uh, on Sunday morning at 8 o'clock in uh, Rapid City here at the big show. And, um, yeah, as I said, I'll be talking about contracts and how, how we did, we don't realize how many contracts we're in, how everybody needs to uh, look at this, because this is how your bank gets you around the neck. This is how uh, the DMV gets you. This is how the IRS gets you. Uh, we have got, I've got all kinds of uh, documents on uh, freedomtaker.com, free download documents. We don't track or, you know, collect cookies and all that. We just offer uh, documents there, and this is uh, pretty much a public service. There's not even any, any particular revenue model to this at all. And, uh, and then I have another website, which is called emfhelpcenter.com. And this is for people, many of us, uh, the 20% of the population who are electromagnetic sensitive. And all of a sudden, we are in a wireless uh, bath. We're in, we're in a soup of wireless radiation because, as you know, wireless devices are being compounded and multiplied around us every day. And some people are getting sick from that, and they don't know why they're getting sick, and nobody will tell them, and their doctor doesn't know anything about it, and, uh, you know, their health goes down and down and down. And when they get out of the radio frequencies and out of those exposures, they feel better and they recover. And so we have a website called emfhelpcenter.com, and again, a lot of free do download documents, how to how to deal with your utility company. It's got a smart meter on the side of your house where they're emitting radiation and causing dirty electricity and fire hazard and surveillance and all these bad things uh, that, that are not only they're not permitted to do, but are flat illegal. And uh, so, again, you, you have to look in, at that as a contract and say, well, by 
accepting your electric service, you went into contract, and they presumed that you agreed with whatever they want to put on your house, and that's not what you did. You just said you can send, you can sell me electricity. You didn't say you can put a radiation emitting dirty electricity causing fire hazard surveillance device on my house. You didn't say that. And um, it turns out that's quite harmful to a lot of people and certainly has burned down many tens of thousands of homes because when you put electronics in a utility meter uh, and turn it into a surveillance device, uh, you have made it impossible to have surge protection on that device. And, and the reality here, people need to understand, oftentimes they don't disclose a lot of those details. It's called a double contract when they have details outside of the contract. You're signing to something that you don't have the complete transparent contract on. Uh, that's really part of the problem. Or sometimes they put it in such deceptive language that you can't get your arms around it in an honest, uh, open, transparent scenario. Uh, so the website he's talking about for this, ladies and gentlemen, emfhelpcenter.com is dedicated to understanding and reducing managing emf exposures solutions serious, serious so, business solutions to those problems yeah okay. and we have many of them Jerry, not just yes i'm just yes, wondering if, in, if you're covering uh, the uh, 5g phenomenon that seems to be metastasizing across the country and is probably closely related to what you're talking about and and the the type of antennas they're going to put out and so forth. Do you cover that in your material? I did that in Mesquite, Nevada at the Red Pill Expo last year or a couple of years ago and then uh, this year I'm going on to a different topic so I will be talking about okay. sort of the contract uh, slavery that we're in and how we get out of that but but I touch on I touch on uh, electromagnetics but the 5G you're right that's a whole other major issue and I did do a presentation on that a couple of years ago. Is that presentation available maybe as a recorded uh, event on your on your website or anything? Because a lot of people are gaining some more interest in that area. Oh, okay. Well, that's you've given me the idea to, to resurrect that. I did have a very effective presentation that I worked on for quite a while. I, I actually presented it a, a number of different places and venues. And uh, so it's. I think what I need to do, as you suggest, is uh, put it online. Now, I think if you if you can access the past red pill expos you will find me uh making that presentation and i don't think the past red pill expos are available i think they're available 30 days after the events i just well, got word from sam we ought to talk to griffin about yeah yeah i just got word from colleen here who works with ed griffin that she has uh made uh, dvds of all the past uh, red pill expos available at this expo and, and so maybe they will be available by mail if you contact uh the red pill expo or freedom force international or ed griffin any any way you can get through there you say i want some copies of those uh past show past shows all the presentations or jerry day's presentation on 5g or whatever and um i bet you they can come up with that now because colleen says that is now available on on dvd all right. Excellent. Well, Carlene does a great job. I'll follow up with her, Dr. Bradley, and see if I can get you one of those. How's that? Outstanding. Yeah. In that the meantime, though, it is important to put some of those speeches online, though. Some of these yeah. things transcend expos and transcend uh, anything to where we've just got to get the information to the people. Right. Uh, Dr. Bradley, your response. Well, you know, I, uh, my, <laughs> my personality is such that I always want to know the rest of the story. And and if you give me a string to pull on, I want to know what's on the other end of it. <laughs> so so yeah, I've got you've got my full support of I, 
I, I love to do information downloads, if you will, and gather as much intelligence about different uh, subject matter. It, we're, it's all interwoven. It's inextricably woven together as a tapestry. You know, the tapestry of freedom is beautiful, the way it's put together. But the tapestry of tyranny that's being woven upon us is is just becoming so all-inclusive. I mean, it, it's metastasizing in a way that, as, as Jerry points out, that that there's things that we think we've entered into. I mean, well, no, we don't know we've entered into, but people say we have. And and as an example, I mean, I, I speak to people that, that say, oh, this constitution, I, you know, I carry a, a pocket constitution or multiple ones all the time, and it's less than three dozen pages, including the, the amendments, and yet you have people that hold up books of multiple thousands of pages they say no 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 this is your constitution and it's because of these things that Jerry's talking about that they've decided are put upon us as though they are constitutional it's through court decree and so on and so forth and these things need to be exposed and we need to understand no indeed we do not have this web tangled around us constantly so yeah Jerry it sounds like you're gonna have an interesting presentation what is it an hour long on Sunday morning be about 40 minutes and uh, 40. and yes yes we do have a web uh, tangled around us we didn't put it there but we do have the power and the ability to remove it if we understand how contracts work how the law works how they trapped us without our knowledge into these things in the first place and simply revoke them so yes uh, I, I've got some information here uh, for Sunday morning 8 o'clock Sunday morning that will I think help a lot of people uh, really get a handle on how to put their lives back into their own control. Now that would be central time, wouldn't it, for those that might be doing it remotely? Yeah, that's you that's guys, uh, you guys are on central eight o'clock Rapid City, and it's uh, one hour later, one hour ahead of uh, California. Is all I know. Yeah, oh, Rapid okay. City so it's is mountain, mountain time, time Doctor Bradley. Oh, mountain is it? time. Okay, okay. So, so mountain time for. I mean, you know, if you've got listeners, Sam, that are on the East Coast, uh, they need to know. Oh man, I missed that because, or I, I'm on early because, whatever you know. Yeah, so ten Eastern. One of the great things that you should know too is when you sign up. If you go to redpillexpo.org and you sign up to watch the presentations live, even if you miss them, no, we don't recommend missing them. It's way better live. But if you miss them, they're available for thirty days on that subscription. Excellent. That's that's so, a good so deal. So beware of that as well, ladies and gentlemen. Jerry, we appreciate you. Any final word for the audience? Well, sir? thank you. No, I just look forward to seeing everybody. There's some great speakers here, and it's going to go on all weekend, and it's going to be uh, – I'm looking forward to see what Richard Gage has got to say. You know, he's the one who turned uh, 9-11 uh, wide open. and yes, uh, sir. And uh, just a whole whole host of speakers that have uh, tremendous deep knowledge on these different topics. So uh, I'm very excited to be part of it, and I certainly look forward to seeing anybody who can come, and we hope to see you there. Amen. God bless you, sir. We appreciate all the good work you're doing. People need to understand your website, Jerry Day's website, for his topic, this red pill, freedomtaker.com. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you, sir. There he goes. Dr. Bradley, what do you want to say for the rest of the hour? Well, the rest of the hour, are you kidding? There's only about four minutes left. <laughs> I know. Use it wisely, brother. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I think, and I, 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 you know, maybe it's a shifting of gears altogether, but as I look at the uh, uh, bevy, if you will, of, of percenters at Red Pill, there sounds like there's a whole plethora of information that, that's going to be exchanged. I wish I was there. Uh, being remote and everything is is a it's a little frustrating, but it's possible to get on and attend and and uh, live stream it and and I I think that that's something that ought to happen. Well, do you know what it costs to live stream it? 
do they have a like they have a registration fee I'm sure and everything like that is that something that's at your fingertips there Sam I don't have it at my fingertips okay but it well, is anyway it'll be on their it'll be on their red pill expo uh, uh, organization just very quickly I I really truly meant what I said when we were talking in that last little segment that I really believe there's a full investigation necessary when you talk about what kind of, you know, Fauci lied, people died. If somebody's not saying that, they should be. If, if we haven't, if you haven't I've heard been saying that it, yet, a remember, lot of lives lost. This okay. is serious business indeed. Fauci lied, people died. This idea of gain of function that was being funded by U.S. taxpayer dollars, Fauci was neck deep in that, I believe. I believe it needs to be exposed completely. I believe crimes against humanity have been committed. I believe that people need to be held responsible. And uh, like I say, at some point, maybe we can have a Nuremberg-type trial on some of these things that are happening in the destruction of, I mean, you know, you say, oh, well, it's just a, it was just a sickness, you know. No, everything from economic destruction to uh, human death has, has happened because of the things that have been basically foisted upon us. And I truly believe that... Uh, that there needs to be a full investigation, and then just not end with a full investigation, but it needs to be brought to to trial, and there needs to be, we believe that those that are responsible need to be held responsible in America. I mean, this idea of the king can do no wrong is not an Americanist principle. We believe not only in, in impeachment of those that are in office or removal from office, but we also believe that the, um, the criminal acts need to be taken onto the criminal trial and ultimately uh, justice obtained. And so that's what I'm pushing for. I, I think that we, uh, people need to wake up and start thinking about that. Amen to that, Dr. Bradley. If you go to the website, redpillexpo.org, you've got register to attend via live stream. So they've got, if you want to come to the door, you've got different prices. You've got all kinds of different prices. General admission for the streams, though, 45 bucks. Excellent. Good news. All right, thought I'd give you that. Thank you, Dr. Bradley. We appreciate you. I know it's kind of a crazy show. Monday, we will not be live because I'm on the plane. So let's skip Monday, but we'll be together again Friday, sir. Excellent. Sounds great. Appreciate you. All right, thank you, Dr. Bradley. Appreciate you. Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. Freedomsrisingsun.com is website. Redpillexpo.org. I'm Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America. 